Cover 3 podcast. We are, um, oh, well, we are going to just erase week one in our minds. Um, we are back for week two. I'm joined by Tyler Hayward, um, the host, founder, president, whatever, of the Great Lakes Sports Network. Um, Tyler, what do you got going on? And uh, what do you got to say to the listeners after our awesome performance? We had one in five weeks last year. I'm not too concerned. Uh, the card wasn't very week one friendly compared to what it's been in the past. Uh, That's two week ones in a row. <laughs> Just like Aaron Rodgers, baby. We don't care about week one. Yeah, R-E-L-A-X, all right? We'll, yeah. we'll get to figure out our uh, track record speaks for itself. So, Yeah, and that, uh, you're, that, you're going that, after That said, I hate the card this week. <laughs> yeah, I know, because you picked the team you promised not to pick. But uh, um, so, first of all, I allow me to apologize. Thursday night, first of all, allow me to not apologize for missing the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. That game should have been a 30-point win if you look at the box score. Two fumbles inside the two-yard line that, that just – and then poor clock management attempting a 64-yard – whatever Whatever. Broncos won that game by 30. Collect your money. Um, Second of all, I apologize for um, going against the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night against the Rams. First of all, I did not expect the Rams to have their worst run rush defensive game in the past six years, six seasons. Second of all, I accounted for Brian Dable leaving, um, being why the Bills would take a step back. I must have missed somewhere in the headlines that Joe Brady is their new quarterback's coach. We talking about practice, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice, practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? further ado why don't you kick it off with our first game of the week look uh i said i wasn't gonna pick them or against them but the card is just let alone double digit underdog yeah it's kind of tight this week but i wasn't too impressed with tendencies performance last week i was really impressed with buffalo's i don't know if buffalo's gonna come out with the same uh you know striking that they uh did in week one against the rams because the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions, and so I think uh, that may have played into it a little bit, but there's only one way to find out. I'm going to ride the Buffalo Bills. I think uh, they're going to be on a mission this entire season, and uh, I think they're going to take care of a Giants team that I think may be getting a little bit overplayed uh, because of their win last week. Uh, you mean Titans? Titans team, yes. That we was disappointing Giants. against the Giants. Speaking of Brian Dable, um, I don't 
love Buffalo as a 10-point favorite against anybody. I think that Tennessee is as good as they've been in the last couple of years. I think the Giants are a lot better than they've been in the past. Um, but I do think Buffalo wins this game. I, I don't like it at 10, but I have seen it at 9.5. So maybe if you're seeing 10 and it's shading towards – Nine and a half, aren't you wait on that? Because that extra field goal, touchdown field goal, you might need that. So um yeah, I don't I don't disagree with Buffalo. I uh I just hate the line and I I think if I were the Tennessee Titans, I'd be a little offended, to be honest. Um yeah. well th- this is the way I see it. The Giants were able to slow down uh, King Henry. Um you lost AJ Brown, who for my money is one of the top five receivers in the league. And, you know, obviously I think he's incredibly underrated as well. I, I just think that maybe A.J. Brown was a bigger cause for concern uh, as far as defensive game planning goes than people realize. Yeah, it's, it's very possible. I, I, I kind of look for Derrick Henry to do what he wants this week. Um, this, this Buffalo team has greatly improved their pass rush. I think that the Rams, there's something going on in that backfield and with that offensive line. They're, they're facing a much better offensive line this week. I think I think Tennessee's going to be able to move the ball on the ground, and I think this game's a little closer to 10. But uh, also, I, I don't think Buffalo is that good to come out and beat teams like that every week. Um, I, I still see flaws in their defense. Uh, obviously, Tredavious White being gone is one of them, which you don't have to worry about against Tennessee. But um, – it could, could come back to bite him later if he doesn't come back soon. So, staying with the same circle of, of games, the Tennessee Titans lost to the Giants last week, who I am choosing as a two-and-a-half point favorite against the Carolina Panthers of formerly Joe Brady. Um, I like this Giants team. I think Dable and Daniel Jones are going to – are going to do some good things because I think that Dable can do a lot of the same things that he did with Josh Allen, same type of player with Daniel Jones. And then you add a, you add a Saquon Barkley, a couple gadget players on the outside. They obviously need to fix that defense, but it looks like, it looks like Thibodeau's out maybe this week and maybe next week. Um, but they didn't seem to have much issue against a really, really good Tennessee offensive front and run game. And if Barkley speaking of a revenge tour, like Buffalo's on, if Barkley stays on this chip on his shoulder thing, the Giants might be a really, really tough, tough team. So I'm taking the Giants minus two and a half against I because it's Baker Mayfield. I think we may be discrediting Baker a little bit too much here. He's terrible. He okay. I think there. I think uh, there's this in between happy medium place where he's terrible and the arm really affected him last year. I think he's going to have um, a better day against a defense that, frankly, look, they're out their best player. They're Throw it to the white kid <laughs> and get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can agree with that. But I think it's a situation that the Giants defense isn't, as good as Cleveland's. And so I think he's going to have a little bit more to work with. I think he's going to have a little more room to work with. I think McCaffrey's going to do better than he did last week. Um, I just think that 
because we're trying to figure it out with Baker Mayfield in or out of the game uh, in regard to, you know, is he good or not? He's not. To do it against Cleveland's defense, I think, is a lot more difficult than to do it against the Giants' defense. I don't think he's great, but I think there's that medium land where he can be a quality quarterback, a top 15 quarterback in the league, and I think he's going to take advantage of it against a porous Giants D. Yeah, I Carolina's been really bad at stopping the run uh, for the last two or three years, and that's not good for the mood Saquon Barkley's in. Yeah. Um, I, li- I like what I saw out of the Giants' offensive line. I've, it's been a long time. Um, they – I don't know. There's just there's something about that Dayball offense and that 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 misdirection and and making your running back another or your quarterback another running back and I don't know. It's just it's the Giants just I got a good feeling and Baker Baker is Kirk Cousins conservative or Kirk Cousins arm strength, but with. The, the Brett Favre mentality. That's terrible. Yeah. He also thinks he can escape people. He ran a 5.1. Just step up and deliver. I I think that they've they've gone from Darnold to Baker. They're trying to find a quarterback. Well, your quarterback won you an MVP, and he's unemployed right now. Go get Cam Newton. He's better than both these guys. At least he can score from the one. Like, I'll give you that last line. <laughs> at least like you're not going to win anything let him let him come out and get his ovation and put number one up on the wall or whatever but like what are we what are we doing with baker and darnold and like do you just want to see which one sucks less it's not good for your team like yeah i i don't i i usually like the panthers i, I do love brian burns for defensive player of the year but the rest of their their defense is terrible and uh yeah. looks like Derek brown might be a bust that's not good either um, yeah, and I guess, uh, I mean, some people didn't really fully comprehend what Luke Keekley meant to that team. Luke Keekley was the other team's offensive coordinator while he was playing. Like, that dude knew what the team was doing three plays before they did it. Yeah. He, 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 he was something special. He made that entire defense better. Yeah. And then you had Julius Peppers. Those guys are long gone, though. Um, why don't you give us your second choice of our six and out to get above 500? Give me the Browns minus six against the Jets. Nick, Nick Chubb had it, had his way last week. I think he does it the again old, this week. The old close your eyes special. Do not watch this game if you're a football fan, but you can bet on it. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm going to bet on Nick Chubb. I'm going to bet on uh, the run game for Cleveland. I think, like I said, Cleveland's defense is, uh, you know, it's not as great. It's not as good as I think everyone thought it was going to be. At the same time, I think it's still a pretty good D. I think, uh, I think Cleveland's got this one just because. Look, I'm going to, as long as the Jets are minus seven, I might take. Uh, their opposition against everybody. Hmm. Minus seven or better. Right now, you get Browns minus six. So, yeah, six is a big number. Yeah, six but, would be a no-brainer if Deshaun Watson was there. Right. 
but we're also looking at probably 11 or 12 Deshaun Watson said yeah um yeah I don't I, I you know I tried to do some research <laughs> and you know just watching these two teams and and doing research on on Michael Carter and running backs I don't know and it's just it's just really hard <laughs> and it's really it's, I, I baseball was on I got distracted um this jet we're we're talking who's starting for Cleveland Brissett yeah we we're we're breaking down Brissett versus Flacco we should probably just move on he's got Browns minus six <laughs> for those of you I don't I don't have much to add to that <laughs> um, yeah Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett are good go with the Browns. Speaking of Look, that's, thrilling, that's thrilling two more run. players than the Jets have. So, yeah. Speaking of thrilling, thrilling rosters with super, super efficient quarterbacks, I'm taking the Detroit Lions for the first time in 24 weeks as favorites at home against the Washington Carson Wentz's. Um, Chase Young's not playing. Um, Lions got some fire to him. Uh, DeAndre Swift ran well. DeAndre Swift ran well last year. Um, I like how comfortable Goff is with these weapons. These This offensive line is as advertised again. Like, I was worried that maybe they'd take a step back or maybe they're a flash in the pan. No, they're really good. Um, Aiden Hutchinson had a bad week one. I'm looking for him to get back at it week two. Um, of course, hitting Carson Wentz, you, you bring him down soft and he's liable to crumble and bring in Heineke, so... I got the Lions. Um, I think the Lions run wild on them without Chase Young. Um, I like the the direction Washington's going. I just don't think they're there yet. I think this this place is going to be uh, – Ford Field's going to be loud. Crowd's going to be into it. And um, I think the Lions are going to get a win. My, my thing with the, my thing with the uh, Washington Red Football Commanders is that I don't know how they thought they were just "quote unquote" a quarterback away. Carson Wentz they is the are. type. Carson Wentz Sam is the type Howell. of guy you do something like that for. Um, he did play good last week, though. My concern when you look at this game, it doesn't have anything to do with Carson Wentz, Aiden Hutchinson, DeAndre Swift, uh, the Commanders' defense, or anything like that. What if, my concern when you look at this game has to do with. Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Jahan Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. That's my concern because the Lions' defense is really bad. And that that's very, very concerning to me. Um, I think they're able to get a little more pressure on Wentz because Hertz can just move, and you have that read option capability, which if you know anything about these – talented Michigan, you know, front seven guys that come into the game. They uh, follow the play action like a lost puppy. And that's something that Hutchinson, that's something that Hutchinson did last year. Devin Bush had issues with it. And I mean, you can just go down the line. Uh, I think the worst one was Jake Ryan when he got to Green Bay. That was terrible. But yeah, Hutchinson's Hutchinson's aggressive. Jake Ryan was just dumb. (laughs) But um, Dan Campbell mentioned a lot um, this week about 
defensive players knowing their assignment. And I think that was kind of a veiled shot at Hutchinson. He wouldn't mention who specifically, but uh, with Wentz isn't quite, uh, obviously not quite the runner that Jalen Hurts is, but he's still had, he still has the ability to move the pocket a little bit. Um, I, I think if the Lions, this is going to sound stupid and offers nothing compared to football analysis. If the Lions fans bring it like they did against Philadelphia, I think it's going to be very difficult for Washington to win the game. That said, just the weapons that they utilized last week, um, you're going against the Lions defense that I think that's going to be the focus this offseason. You know, they focused on the offense last year. They're going to focus on the defense this year. You have a couple of decent pieces in guys like Hutchinson. Uh, but I like with, both, with both the Aquaras are out, um, you know, the pass rush isn't there. And well, Akuda and Awarie and Walker are, I mean, it appears Akuda is a good football player. Awarie we know is, and Walker we know is a good football player. But and Will Harris. Okay, stop. Harris is good. <sighs> he plays safety and slot corner. <laughs> but I think uh, they're not good enough if you're not able to get pressure. And so that's what I'm curious to see. If the Lions don't get pressure, game's over. Washington's going to win the game. If they're able to, if they're able to uh, get once under pressure and force – and allow Okuda and Awarie, uh, you know, just give them very little time that they need to cover, then they'll be just fine. But this is one of those games where I looked at it too, and I looked at it in favor of the Lions because I love the Lions offense, but the Washington defense might just – I think the Washington defense is incredibly underrated, and I think they may be good enough to slow – slow down uh, the Lions offense. And this is one of those games that, like I said, I was going to look at it just because of the card this week. I think that the Eagles are better than Washington considerably on both sides of the ball. And if Detroit plays like they did against Philly, I think they walk away with this game. Because I think Philly's got more weapons on offense and on defense especially when you add A.J. Brown and you use Miles Sanders for once. But their offensive line's elite. Their defensive line's elite. Their secondary's elite. Like, the Lions, yeah, they got – they got. I mean, they garbage time kind of came back. But um, they did hang some points on a pretty good defense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's enough of uh, – oh, we went from – oh, we went Giants, Jets, Lions, Commanders. If you could name four – of the most dysfunctional organization <laughs> in the NFL. If we get Houston and Jacksonville next, we got them all. Oh, well, I'm not going that way. But I'll tell you what, if you want to talk dysfunction, you can talk about Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> and, <laughs> and right now you can get the Steelers plus two. Um, I mean, I – I took him on the money line the second it came out because I thought so many people would be betting Pittsburgh. Uh, the line moved to plus one yesterday. It's plus yeah. two right now um, for Pittsburgh over the Patriots. Um, basically a pick em. Basically a pick em, but, I mean, that plus two increases, uh, you know, the money line winnings for Pittsburgh. So, 
look, that that's the route I went with it. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, on paper, this isn't close. I don't know if I'm just, like, staring at last week and the turnovers and the sacks and the pressures and everything. I know T.J. Watt is going to be out for Pittsburgh, but the front seven for the Steelers can still get a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, and if you had that revamped offensive line um, in Cincinnati, I don't think the Patriots is that good. Um, I don't think Mac Jones can handle pressure like Joe Burrow can and got acclimated to handling last year. Um, I might be, you know, basing it on maybe what Minka was two years ago. He showed that again in game one against uh, Cincinnati last week for Pittsburgh, um, where he was, where it seemed like he had, he came up with the ball at least once a game. Yeah, he got uh, a double bird out of Jamar Chase. Yeah. <laughs> And so I think, look, the Patriots just don't have the weapons to move the ball down the field against this Pittsburgh defense. That's yep. that's pretty much what it comes down to. And by weapons, I mean your uh, pencil and ear, plastic covered, play sheet having, yeah. overweight bearded offensive coordinator, all the way down to look, Mac Jones and Devontae Parker. I think uh, they got a good stable of running backs but it doesn't matter if you can't move if you uh can't move the defensive front and so give me the Steelers in this one yeah and this I've I said last year everybody just talked about how great Mac Jones was when he got drafted I said this ain't the guy he's not and people said oh he's got a lot of that Tom Brady why because he looks unathletic It's not – no, like, don't go I, – I look on athletic. Let me go win seven Super Bowls. It's not the way it works. Um, Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. Mac Jones is not going to be Tom Brady. Mitch Trubisky is closer to Tom Brady than Mac Jones is. And Mitch Trubisky also has a better team around him. Yeah, I love it. I like Steelers' money line. I like Steelers' move the spread minus three. I still take them. Um, I, I believe in Belichick's coaching, but you can only – do so much with the talent on your team and they are outgunned in this game whether Najee Harris plays whether TJ Watt plays it doesn't matter this team is better than New England and the only time on when on paper you're better than New England you're going to lose is if you get out coached or make a bunch of mistakes Tomlin's not going to get that out coached to make up this difference so yeah I agree yeah um, so the reason we are recording this at 5 o'clock in the morning is because Thursday night football is tonight, and I am picking it. Give me the Chargers, now plus four and a half, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Chargers might be the best team in the league. Could be. And I thought that coming in, um, something something always feels like it's missing. I watch them every year. And since since Herbert got there, um, they've, they've been missing a little bit, and it's a little bit less every time. And they look like a whole team. And Khalil Mack's three sacks are every indication. Um, Arizona is dumb and terrible, and they should all be fired, including their toddler of a quarterback. But they blitzed on 47% of their snaps against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Pardon my French. Who the fuck gave Cliff Kingsbury a job? That is not the way you do that. You don't blitz Russell Wilson. You don't blitz Patrick Mahomes. You don't blitz Matthew Stafford. You don't blitz Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers. That's that's well known. 
even even Todd Bowles doesn't blitz those blitz those guys except Stafford, and that cost him a playoff game. But like everybody knows that, and they did it anyway. What you have to do is get pressure on Mahomes with with your linebackers in coverage, and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are as good as anyone at that. So I like the Chargers. Herbert was dealing. Eckler didn't really get going. I know Keenan Allen's out. These receivers are still really good, and no matter if Keenan Allen's playing or not, Herbert's going to get somebody the ball. Um, their offensive line's better. Rashawn Slater's a stud. Uh, Derwin James is back and looks like the captain of an all-world defense. Um, I love the Chargers here. I think I think this is going to be a good game. Now, a lot of people are expecting a really, really high-scoring one. I don't think so. I think these defenses know that people think that, and uh, these defenses have a lot of pride. And I think that it's going to be it's going to be a tough game, especially on a Thursday night. What what is the over under for this one? Uh, <clears throat> hold on, let me check my research department. Give him a second as he opens his app. Mm-hmm. Gotta make sure I'm not. I don't close the recording though. <laughs> there was a couple other ones. The more I looked at, the more I liked, and I had to walk away because when I do that. I start overthinking shit. But uh, over under 54. It's a big one. Yeah. Mm, case JC Jackson questionable. Keenan Allen out. Harrison Butker out. Both teams are 1 0 against the spread. Yeah. I'm, look, I. Here, here's the thing is. Here comes the Mahomes love. It was more about the Chiefs' offense, but okay. Um, Yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) Oh, that is the Chiefs' offense. They've got the ability to put up points, punches. Um, I I like it with the hook. That's the thing. I I feel like the Chiefs are actually like, you know, moving that line where it just is more and more tempting to take the Chargers after their Week One performance. So I'm. I, I like it with that. Um, you know, I think you said you had it at like. Did it open at three and a half? Yeah, it was. It was three and a half when it opened. Then it got to four and a half, and now it's back to four. Yeah, I, I love it if you can get it at four and a half. Yeah, um, it kind of feels like a twenty-four twenty or. A... Yeah, twenty-seven twenty-three, something like that. If the defense tightens up in the red zone, I. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of that. If if it's three and a half. You know, stay away because everything Nate said is right. I think the Chargers might. I think it. I don't. I feel like it may be a little too early for them, but the Chargers have the potential to be the best team in the league in the next two years, and so I'm. I'm right there with you. I just well, the Chargers' defense is better than the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offense, they're nothing to key on. There's nothing specific to key on. The Chargers, you have that ability a little bit more now with Keenan Allen out. Um, he would move the sticks, but and uh, Mike Williams would be that deep play threat. Uh, I mean, they still obviously have weapons in Eckler and stuff like that, but the, this is just too close of a game to call. If you can uh, get this at four and a half, take the Chargers. I like it. Um like I said, I don't think they're there, but I think they're one of those teams that, look, next two years, they're going to be in Super Bowl contention. And if it's just picking up a linebacker, you know, uh, 
picking up maybe a better slot guy, then they'll be just fine. Yeah, they uh, they the AFC West is gonna be fun this year. Um, but hopefully, hopefully the Chargers win game planning for the Chiefs. They take zero, <laughs> zero cues from the Arizona Cardinals. They had they had Isaiah Simmons in the backfield all game for no reason. Yeah, like that's that's your best cover linebacker. What in the H are you doing? Like. Is he back there to catch the dump offs? Like what? Like that that guy runs a four three. Like covers somebody's got to cover Juju, and obviously that corner ain't doing it. Yeah. But oh well. So yeah, we're that, six and this week. Uh, that's the way that's gonna work. <laughs> and hopefully not the second week in a row that I started off zero and one on Thursday night. But uh. <laughs> I started it 0 1 and I ended it too. Yeah. On Monday night. That was that was tragic, to be honest. Yeah, really. Was. Like they like the guys I was working with were like, Oh, I like Seahawks. I said, Man, go look at the stats, go watch the game. It's not it didn't happen like that. No. Like Denver kicked their ass. And Geno yeah. Smith went seventeen of eighteen early for like hundred and twenty yards. It was like Geno's on fire. I'm like, what? He's throwing five yards down the field. <clears throat> like, oh, he's efficient. Well, Russ got efficient, and then Javante Williams forgot how to hold the ball twice. <laughs> In the end zone. The good thing is, Russ is traumatized by goal line stuff, so he probably doesn't even care about that. <laughs> he, he, he's gone through so much counseling for the Marshawn Lynch thing that he probably, he's like, yeah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, AFC West should be fun. But that is our show. Um, tune in. Amazon Prime first game should be interesting. Yeah. Um, Thursday night football looks like they got some cool, cool pregame stuff. And coverage starts at seven, so prepare yourself for that. Um, but yeah, should be a good, fun week of uh, professional football and. Uh, Pardon my researching this week before I go. Uh, boxing people. It is not being advertised. Nobody's talking about it. Triple G is a plus 500 underdog against Canelo in their trilogy fight. Um, that's Saturday. Canelo won the last two that, re- that both involved four judges losing their licenses. And Gennady Golovkin's going to put him to sleep. Take Triple G, even though he's 40. But uh, that is going to wrap up our week two coverage. Um, Stay tuned, and hopefully you didn't fall off the boat after our rough week one performance. Thanks, guys.